0: Mother Man
1: Hey, this is Mike And
0: Stephanie
2: From the Painted, Painted Wraith, Wraith
1: Curiosity Wraith Shop And you're listening to Murder, Metal, Mayhem
2: Spreading faster than a case of the clap in a trailer court Able to shatter eardrums within a 666 mile radius A podcast more brutal than all the rest
3: It's Murder, Metal, Man!
2: What's going on? What's up, motherfuckers? Chris, we are somewhere totally different. It's yeah, Tuesday, got, but. Thought we not... had a lot of
4: weird shit on our table. You should be in here. Oh my God. We are at <laughs> For real? the
2: Painted Wraith Curiosity Shop in Bloomington, Illinois. And we're going to be here tonight, recording episode 155. They keep piling up, Chris, you know? Yep. Now I got Joey and Chris here with me. Plus, we're joined by the owners of the store, Mike and Stephanie Stoltz. So how is everybody doing over here tonight? Everybody good? Can't yeah.
1: complain. Doing
2: great. Mike, you yeah. got that Salem shirt on, 1692. <laughs> I like that. And
4: you just skipped to a whole part of the show. I know. I just, I'm just drawn
2: to it. It's like staring me right in the face. But we're here, like Chris said, the coolest stuff all around us. This is pretty amazing. We definitely got to get some some good pictures of this because we yeah, definitely be posting pictures yeah for sure all right now we always go around the horn and talk about what t-shirts we're wearing and i did go out as a usual sequence but chris what right. do you got going on over there old
4: school dwells within nice like, uh
2: local band tie your fucking throat right i yeah. love that local <laughs> bloomington band very cool joey what about
5: you uh, i got the rompa hoodie on because it's a little bit chilly out so i got to rock this one today
2: okay the Boston hat.
5: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty Yeah, stoked I see on they're that. doing pretty
2: well in the playoffs. Pretty
5: good. That's pretty scary. It's witchcraft. It <laughs> <That> must be. <laughs> and Mike,
2: we already said that you've got the uh, Salem sporting the, the Salem witch trials t shirt yep. over there.
1: I went out there one time. It's pretty awesome. It's a little commercialized, but... You know. Yeah,
4: it's pretty sweet because it looks like, like a college T-shirt. Exactly. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah like I a like college sports T-shirt. Like the Salem witches. And <laughs> Stephanie, you're the only one yeah, that
0: looks
2: presentable <laughs> at the table here. We look just like a bunch of bums.
0: Just a black shirt.
3: <laughs>
2: and you are just dressed very nicely. So. Thank you. The rest of us look like slobs. <laughs> but hey, that's what we do here. Uh, I'm wearing my Merciful Fate shirt. This is one that people really love because it's got... King Diamond with the old-school Merciful Fate makeup on right with, with the, the inverted, inverted cross. cross oh, yeah. I figured, hell, we're doing witchcraft, so why not? So doing some King Diamond Merciful Fate. Uh, now, last week we did our episode on the Dark History and Horror Convention. That was a lot of fun, and that that's Brian coming up. it's going to be over. the
5: Saturday after you hear this episode.
2: That's right. That's right. Uh, we're going to be there. Or I'm gonna be there, I should say, on Saturday. These guys have other commitments, so I'm gonna be flying solo. But we had Brian Ward doing a full preview of it, man. Yeah. Some good stuff just a
5: good episode, I thought.
2: Yeah, a lot of cool things, people gonna be there. Uh two from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original. Uh, a lot of cool exhibitors, vendors, Jeff Gaither, John Borowski. It's gonna be amazing, but we talked about that, and then we had CK on to talk about Fear Factory. Like Fear
5: Factory, oh yeah, dude. So
2: that was cool. And Joey, you had a little mayhem for us. Yep,
5: a little mayhem. No, and, uh, that was funny, It was funny. neck tattoo. Boy. No, I talked about neck tattoo, and then fucking... Yeah. I re-listened to the Crowley episode the next day. I hadn't heard that one yet. Okay. So I'm as I'm listening to it, I'm listening to the... I knew I had already talked about neck tattoo, but I didn't realize how far I'd got into it. <laughs> and is- as I'm talking, I'm like... I'm literally about to say the exact same thing I said tonight, and I did. It was the exact. I was like, "All right." So I, I went online and even said something to the yeah, listeners. Yeah, I I like, that, oh, that okay. was funny. I didn't realize. I so if you didn't
2: get enough neck tattoo, you get more, and that was funny. We did a killer cage match, which was awesome, and the usual silliness. So if you missed that episode 154, go on and give it a listen. Uh, We were at around 900 listens to that one when I checked it earlier today,
5: so that's good. Not bad since that's not a... Yeah, I was wondering how that
2: one would do outside of the immediate area since it's about an event here, but shit, we, you know, blowing it up uh, on listens, so that's great. Uh, Now, tonight we got a good one, perfect location to do it. We've been talking about this. We're doing a little witchcraft episode. Perfect for the Halloween season, and we're down here at the Painted Wraith Curiosity Shop with some of the most crazy shit, Chris, around us, man. <laughs> like, like, I'm
4: looking at a real human arm.
2: Yeah, this like is really the, as bones, close to horn like tie as you could get, and well, it's, it's over the top. I mean, it's beyond, beyond, beyond that, either. but... I'm just saying like in the creepiness factor, it's just it's it's amazing. What so. are you talking about? It's homey here. It is yeah. very it is very fucking <laughs> Little <in> children's <laughs> coffins and all my, that sort of stuff. My kids stuff. love it. You I should put Christmas real. decorations yeah. around My the children's coming like...
1: She was begging you to get that fox for
4: like I know, like so bad, dude. Blow like, Dad, come on. It's so hanging around it's uh, Skeleton early.
5: Lincoln's neck up there. You'll have to take it. Oh, yeah. Okay. On the,
0: on the settee up front.
5: Uh, is it a bobcat? <laughs> she wanted yes. that, too. That like, I want that, too. I know. Yeah. Every time I come yeah, in, I'm like, post Man, pictures of these,
2: dude. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to put a lot of pictures up on the Facebook page. But yeah, really cool backdrop for this one. And we're going to do some things about witchcraft, a little bit of the history and some of the you know the the crazy uh, things that people have done
5: to witches right. and the, the whole persecution of because obviously it's a fucking broad spectrum of topics. Yeah, you could we talk could be here for girl. hours
2: talking about this. And certainly, I don't know anything about it. And I'll be the first one to tell you that. So I don't know shit. We, I'm here we for, do uh, the best we can. And actually, I'm here to get learned, guys. You know, we I, I kind of feel somewhat redeemed in that we entered the Apple top 200 comedy podcast comedy nice as a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> but we like legitimately are trying yeah. to report facts,
3: <laughs> hey, but yet
2: we it. come off as like buffoons. But you that's gotta, cool. you got to start somewhere. So it's yeah. okay. But no, I'm not complaining at all. I just think it's we got people laughing funny. about it. That's cool too. Yeah, exactly. You think yeah, about it. Like cool. yeah, we take at some of the more laughing, dude. Yeah. the more yeah. fucked up topics we talk about and make people walk away laughing I guess that's something to be said <laughs> if you for think
1: about it George Carlin one of the greats he was presenting a lot of facts
2: that's true yeah. he was a comedian that's true yep. so. that's true so we've been called the Beavis and Butthead of serial killers so you know we are kind of dumb <laughs> and silly but it is funny that uh, that we entered finally the top 200 but under comedy so. that's great though now CK is not feeling up to it tonight uh, he contacted me this morning said he's just not going to be able to do it so Joey, uh, you're stepping in to cover CK's segment tonight. Yeah,
5: it was lucky. I was pretty stoked. It was a band that I already knew about and listened to myself because CK he listens to some obscure stuff or just some stuff right. I, I've never heard. heard. Right. So I was like, uh oh. But you know, the band's Witchcraft tonight and right, it's an awesome bands. So. Yeah,
2: very cool. So you're going to do that, and uh, I don't know anything about those guys, so I always like to learn something new and that's awesome so Joey's going to be stepping in to cover for The Great Metal Motherfucker tonight Now, we got a good killer cage match. Uh, We got some listeners, Chris, we want to say thank you to for contributing. Uh,
4: Yeah, we got Samantha Cram, Nicole Frisk, and Dan Lance. Thank you all for checking it out and throwing them numbers in. Fuck yeah. Yeah, that's
2: awesome. They provide the random numbers, and that's how we decide who fights in the cage. Joey, we got a good one tonight,
5: man. Yeah, uh, we're going to have fucking your boy. Yeah, that gross motherfucker from uh, the New York streets of Poughkeepsie, fucking New York, uh, Kendall Francois. Yeah, and he's going nice. to go at it with the fucking Gainesville Ripper, Danny Rawling. That should be a good matchup. Man, man I wonder if Kendall Francois is going to spit a freestyle over Rawlings' guitar riffs. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that'll be a good one. Kendall Francois versus
5: the Gainesville
2: Ripper, Danny oh, yeah. Rawling. So that'll be good. And they're going to have two objects and a variable in the cage with them tonight. So that'll be in the Mayhem segment. You have to stay tuned for that. Thanks to everybody out there listening to Murder, Metal, Mayhem. Keep seeing the numbers coming in. 2,900 this past week. That's awesome. Um, We got some great news, as we mentioned, entering the top 200 of the Apple podcast in the comedy section, which is funny. 198, (laughs) but hey, we'll take it. And here's to trying to break into top 100. Why not? Got it. So very, very cool. And thank you to all you guys for listening and to uh, make that happen. Well, Chris, Joey, Mike, and Stephanie, we got a lot on our plate tonight. We're going to be taking a little travel all over the globe. We're globetrotting tonight. So, Mike, what the hell do we need to do? <laughs>
1: Time to get our medal on. No,
4: nah. nah. no, damn it! Read the script.
2: Get your, get your murder, murder on! Murder on! <laughs>
1: <There
4: we are. laughs>
2: yeah, there you go. Into my couch. All right, some classic Merciful Fate, the song Into the Coven. Chris, I know you love the King Diamond stuff, everything he does. <laughs> we do like agree yeah. on most things, but not everything, and that's yeah. okay. But the song Into the Coven, Chris. No, I makes mean, sense. Yeah. I mean, I thought it would be perfect going into this witchcraft feature we're gonna be doing. And we have Mike and Stephanie Stoltz still here with us. They haven't run away, but this is their building. So yeah. I mean, probably <laughs> wouldn't, probably wouldn't be a good idea to run away and leave us in here. <laughs> so they're here for the duration. And uh, thank you guys for doing the show here. You know, letting us do the show here. You got some cool stuff on the table, Mike. What do you got? The
1: <laughs> well, this is. Uh, it's not. It's not, is a a a real, a... it's not a real. It's not a real rabbit, pal. but it is uh, an artist <laughs> who did a zombie bunny. It's ah, pretty tight. Um, Looks
2: like some roadkill. Well, yeah, exactly. You know,
0: it was a real rabbit at one point. Well, <laughs> probably. Yeah, probably, probably
4: a real total. rabbit yeah. pelt, maybe, yeah. yeah. Um, it's pretty realistic, The taxidermy on it is
2: really soft. And then you got a cool witchcraft book there, too, that you got out on the table.
1: This is called A Modest Inquiry into the Nature of Witchcraft and How Persons Guilty of That Crime May Be Convicted and the Means used for the discovery discussed both okay so that's way too long of a title <laughs> right it's like a modest proposal but it's an well, old book right? That's been, it's
2: newly printed but an old looking book and it's cool
1: it screws me up a little bit because in the old language
2: right S old English
1: looked like an F right so you're reading it and it's like ma deft and like no that's not right yeah <laughs> but
2: you've got all sorts of cool stuff here just a couple of little examples here as we right. go I'm sure we'll break out some more stuff and uh, so we got the, the setting here perfect. And Stephanie, how has business been going so
3: far?
0: It's going really great. Uh really can't complain. Uh, the community's been very positive. Awesome. Uh, great response to it. You never know with something like this how people are going to respond to it. Right. Um, something new i mean there isn't anything like it that i know of no uh in you know even peoria Champagne, no, you know
4: the whole area definitely nothing around this like in town other than you guys I mean. right well and even those
1: travelers we've gotten that have been going from st louis to chicago mm-hmm. who, cool. have, who have gotten off the interstate to come in the middle of town wow to visit and they're like yeah we don't have anything like this where we're from yeah. oh that's so, cool that's fucking sick that's
2: really cool that's awesome Now, Mike, if we have any low 12 fans listening, of course, they're going to know, possibly pick up, that you are the same person as what was previously known as the sexy bearded handyman in the brutality report. (laughs) So just in case anyone hears me slip of the tongue instead of Mike refer to you as SBH, or just sexy or sexy bearded or anything of the following right, right we're talking about you right okay correct so still sexy still got the beard more beard more beard yeah. <laughs> less handies <laughs> well that's okay less that's handies. okay uh chris witchcraft definitely a very wide open topic with a lot of ground we could cover but you know we're not experts on this but we're going to do some of the basics, and uh, I think some things our listeners would like. What do you think?
4: Uh, probably you guys are. I'm here for the fucking learnings, like I said, dude. I don't know shit. I didn't even know what to look up. Like, witchcraft is all kinds of right. different things. I'm like, where do I go?
2: And have that I- was part of the thing when I was putting these notes together is where do you take it? I mean, we could have spent the whole night talking about just one. right part of this but we're kind of hitting some different things and
4: maybe next Halloween we just do different witchcraft for the whole fucking. We could. October
2: we could we could uh, Joey I think which witches have been part of horror since the beginning of it all what is it do you think about witches that makes for cool horror you know themes and books and movies and stuff
5: I mean obviously <clears throat> they were persecuted by religious entities forever, so that's always gonna create right. something that people wanna get into. Anything that the church is against people are interested in. Right. That's um, a good point. Another thing with witch and and you gotta think, witches are way more popular than warlocks. And the fact is because there's a sexual aspect to it too. Right. Because you got witches and they're, you know, casting spells over guys and things like that and there's a lot of uh you know, a lot of that in the lore. Um alluring goddesses and things like that, um, right, so you'd got that coupled with you know going into the media generation um whenever movies were coming out and things, and then you really started you know bringing in cute witches and things like that you know right. to to create even more of the fantasy and then i don't know there's there's a lot to it, but I think uh, even people that wouldn't necessarily be into witchcraft itself would be in, interested in watching a movie about it or reading a book about it because of some of those elements.
2: Yeah, I think that's a good point. The sexual nature can't be taken out of the equation. It really can't. Now, I thought witchcraft would be a good topic for us to do uh, when I was doing research for my short story, A Dreadful Life. And in that story, the main character is dealing with witchcraft in Salem uh, during the infamous trials, the 1692, as in references to Mike shirt over there. Uh, So I found all sorts of things out that I really was interested in, and I thought it would be good for us to cover, especially the witch hunts and the trials and the persecutions. I think it's fascinating to to realize how people that you would assume would have a lot more goddamn common sense (laughs) do something crazy. Wow. So (laughs) we're going to talk about that part of it, of course. Yeah. Now the word, the origin of the word witchcraft, it's an over. The word itself is over a thousand years old. and It comes from the word "wicca" in Old English that can be translated to "wise." Uh, it was originally a masculine word, and the word witchcraft can be loosely translated to "craft of the wise." Uh, in ancient times, many of these uh, civilizations worshipped goddesses. Joey, you brought up goddesses. Women were looked at as the goddesses of creation, you know, Isis, Ashara, these are all, you know, very famous goddesses from previous cultures. But then, as the male dominated vision and war became more of a thing, the goddesses kind of took a back seat. And organized religion didn't help. Because like you said, Joey, whatever the organized religion is against, people just kind of fascinated. all
4: day. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So at one time, women who were known as uh, witches was a good thing. And they were the ones who came up with the cures, with natural remedies. They prayed more than the rest of the villagers. They were considered to be wise. And some actually called them the wise women And these were very important women to these, uh, you know, villages. So they're taking care of disease. They're basically acting as doctors. They're delivering babies. They're taking care of the sick. They're cooking. I mean, they're doing all sorts of stuff. Now, Stephanie, uh, you are, of course, the only woman here at the table. So I thought this was interesting (laughs) to pose to you. Um, As history goes on, the way people perceive witches is so different. Um, You know, some would interpret that as like they said, that male dominated perception and wanting to blame thing on blame things on women. Do you think that that uh, is probably a lot of it?
0: Yeah. um, Yeah. I mean, it's definitely I feel like the tides are turning to some degree with even with, you know, social justice things like that, like people, you know, trying to to even out the playing fields. But, But yeah, I mean, I think. I don't know, just it has been a male-dominated world for a very, very long time, and right. now, it, I don't know, things are things are changing. <laughs> I think so, I think
2: so. The Old yeah. Testament doesn't help matters with Adam and yeah. Eve and all that, Eve being the evil one that, uh, you know... That's right. ...listened to <laughs> Satan or whatever. Now, Chris, we know that it was common during colonial American times that the villagers didn't know what to do when things happened, so they kind of needed something to blame it on.
4: But yeah. So they, I guess basically they just fucking find a girl that, or not even just a girl, but has a different thought pattern, wants to think a different way than everybody in the norm. And they're just like, no, you're not right. There's right. something wrong with you. You're sick or a witch or whatever. Right. So they're going to do what they can to try to get them
2: to com- admit
4: that they are, but they never will. And they just do bad things, burn them at the stake, fucking everything and yeah. just because they don't agree with their thoughts.
2: Yeah, and I think too when you when you don't have the scientific know how to understand why is it flooding, you just you know,
1: it's a witch. It's, it's a witch. That, uh, you blame it on
2: something, wh- whatever it may be. Uh, witches were just convenient, as you pointed out, Chris. Kind of the the non typical people in a village, an easy person to pick on. You know, right. a loner like type. Fault, you know,
4: because they're different from us.
2: Right. Right. Now, witches were believed to have sold their souls to the devil, uh, and they were basically vilified in every organized religion. As time goes on, the witches are believed to be able to fly from their pact with Satan, and they were believed to attend secret Sabbaths or black masses. Some were believed to do animal or human executions, and witches were believed to have had sex with Satan himself at these <laughs> Sabbaths. I mean, stuff. It's, it's, it's almost like watching... Um, What's the uh the the anti-pop movie that, that Oh, Reefer Madness. Yeah, yeah watching Madness, Reefer yeah. Madness, it's like so fucking Full absurd. It's yeah. crazy to think that these people actually
5: believe this stuff. Um, you know why witches don't wear panties? Why is I that? I do. So they can grip the broomstick. <laughs> 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 oh boy. <laughs> Mike said I should have let you in too. <laughs>
3: I, I found
2: don't
1: to it, step on your punchline.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I found it interesting, though, that you know the belief that most witches today are very, you know, much geared toward respecting nature, being good to each other, you know, being into nature and things like that. Very positive. Oh yeah. Um, but it's amazing how people still look at it in such a negative light. So fighting diseases like AIDS or Ebola virus can be hampered when people believe in that kind of stuff, you know, in witchcraft, because they won't listen to modern medicine. They want to believe only in that and they're not open to trying other things. So there's the flip side where it's, it's a positive thing, but it can also turn into, like in a case where people are uneducated in these small villages to believe that, you know, a modern medicine can't cure the disease that they've got. Um, and they only believe in the holistic, natural types of. Not to say that there's no benefit. I think there has to be kind of a balance. So, um, Joey, I think that one of the things that makes witchcraft out to be so bad is Christianity, and as you said, the other organized religions. Um, you know, it's amazing. You know that anything that flies in the face of what they believe is just terrible. You know.
5: Yeah, I mean it was, it was basically like a fucking an army, the Christian army that was going through the lands and they were like converting everybody they could and it's like, "Oh, well, if you're not going to comply with what we're saying, then obviously you must be of the evil sort." Right. And while they're getting all these other people backed up behind them, it's easier to make people believe that. So, these people that, you know, are just trying to kind of think for themselves or they might not even be that, so they just don't maybe necessarily agree with what you know these people are telling them which is i mean that's what people are supposed to do is have their own you know minds and things like that but at that time hell no and witchcraft wow that was such a good scapegoat for them it was it was it was a fucking it was a free pass for murder and other such things right
2: right Now, Mike, you guys have some really cool stuff down here that people that are interested in Wicca uh, would probably be really interested in. What kind of stuff do you guys sell here down at the Painted Wraith Curiosity Shop?
1: Well, we have an assortment of uh some stones over there some different gemstones and such um, and they
2: use the stone what are they because i don't know anything about this so what are, uh, What do they use the stones for the
0: stones i mean any metaphysical uh like a lot of them carry uh, for those that want to believe crystals hold energy i personally believe that everything on earth it contains energy we are made of energy you know even us we are energy so if we contain energy then it would make sense that rocks and anything that comes from earth would also contain that energy maybe just on lower levels um, than a human would but or an animal um, but stones would too in that way so each stone it's believed that each stone carries different healing properties healing or different uh, metaphysical properties So people use that, uh, whether in meditation, in witchcraft, whatever, whatever floats their boat, whatever they want to do with them. Sure. Um, But we have a a variety of those. We have sage. um, We have Palo Santo wood, just anything for cleansing rituals or, you know, just any of that kind of thing. We have um, the candles, um, which are made with witchcraft so they are made with intention behind them um, i think
1: each one has the
4: intention printed on the label
1: correct
0: yeah oh, and then the we have the,
4: the one that says summon the one no
0: that says they they're the ones on the far side um Holy crap. And, then there, <laughs>
2: and, then, and then there are and then there are
0: there are some that um, so we can
2: banish the sexy beard <laughs> man, man. That
1: <laughs> how dare got you
2: dragon's blood
4: which is brew crafted with magic
0: Fuck mm-hmm. yeah, dude! And those are Coventry Creations. They do a hell of a job. Um, and not but only then, do they
1: smell nice and look good, there's like an eighty hour burn
2: time on them. Yes. Dishes. Oh wow. Yeah.
1: So, so they're you practical. May bulk yes. at the price it start with, but realize you know you're getting a lot for your sure rentout. sure. Yeah.
2: And you got books. You've mm-hmm. got we have, all we sorts of cards. Yeah.
3: Arrow cards. Yep. We
1: have some cards. Stones cool. there. If you're that's your jam. Okay.
2: So. Very cool. Yeah. A lot of stuff here, as we keep saying. When I came in, in here, to come check it out. The
5: last time with my girlfriend, fucking, I bought her mom. A bunch of stones but i didn't really know what they were you know <laughs> so i was like taking pictures of the name so i could look them up later i was just picking ones that i thought looked really cool honestly right. but you know then uh stephanie looked it up later and was like telling me what each one meant i was like okay that's cool i don't know if her mom you know use those ones or not right. but they were really cool though and then she that's bought cool. a uh the it wasn't the Ouija boards, the spirit board, the round one, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that's really, and I had never really seen one of those before. I just always pendulum Ouija. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: We have we have the pendulums and pendulum boards, which is just another divination tool. Same thing like with the rune stone sets. Yeah, um, right. Just another way of communication, uh, cool. in whatever way. Um, but yeah, we've got lots of things, and I'm always asking uh, with the the witchy community uh, that that come in here. I'm always telling them if there are things that you are looking yeah, for, you know. um, for your craft. Cause I mean, I practice, but I can definitely consider myself a baby witch. Right. <laughs> I'm still very novice, much learning. Yeah. Yes. So, but I'm always telling them like when they come in, if you are looking for something specific, yeah. please let me know. Like sure. I will keep my eye out. I will do what I can to try to stock oh, yeah. those That's things awesome. to try to help that. So
5: very, very cool. I was interested because I was asking about the, the divinity boards or whatnot, you know, because I'd never used one of those. Um, and Stephanie was telling me it's kind of like uh, whenever we went to Shakers and did the divining rods. Right, the divining The, Rides, the concept's yeah. kind of the same between yeah. the right. two. And oh, It's cool. like, okay. You know, yep. It's Interesting. just a different form of. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah.
2: So. Interesting. Now, there are some things that are known uh, practices of witchcraft. We've talked about a few of these already. Casting spells. This is probably the most common thing that people like me. Who don't know a damn thing about witchcraft uh, to associate with it? Spells can be cast by saying certain words, a ritual, or a combination of both. Um, they can be cast by cat are using ruins. or is it sigil or sigil? I didn't know how to pronounce it was that word. Sigil, sigil, that, that's how I Okay um they can also use wax or clay images of a person to affect them that's voodoo bro yeah that's what i was thinking <laughs> the
1: voodoo dolls are in the cabinet behind you <laughs> yeah. very cool oh did you move them so you got voodoo yeah. dolls here too <laughs> Just so little all, guys. Yeah. all
2: all sorts of things here uh witches are use herbs potions reciting incantations all sorts of different things brian ward was talking about the crystals last week in the studio when that subject came up yeah. so now, Chris, another practice of witches would be necromancy or conjuring the dead. And I'm thinking with all the cool shit we have here, do you think we could summon the dead here at the, <laughs> at the Painted race? Give me the candle right there that says
3: conjure. <laughs> <laughs>
4: we go over, I don't know, what I don't are, know if gonna this rabbit is
2: going to come and back eat. to life. Maybe with that the might the bob- be kind of cool. I just, want, <laughs> I just want
4: necromancy so I got an army of the dead. Just be like, what up, dude? <laughs> so, other shit.
2: Now, uh, Stephanie, all the established religions have found witchcraft to be forbidden or evil. Do, do you think that that um, you know, gives them enough of a reason maybe to kind of lump it all? We've kind of been talking about this, the finding an easy scapegoat in witches. and.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, I think it was always a way for them to have something to blame catastrophes on, blame bad things on. It was just, it was easy. It was just... Um, you know to have a a scapegoat and have somebody unfortunately and it always fell to well majority of the time it seemed like it was women Um, and unfortunately perhaps it was the women who had learned about herbs and had learned about um, being a midwife and learned how to do things and perhaps in a way that intimidated the men of the time and and the religious folks that you know hey these women know more than we do so let's fear them and exactly
2: no and then like chris was saying these outcast types you know they're going to be easy to to pick on you know
5: you know it's it's kind of weird too is cause, okay so you got the religious people that can look down on those people you know and they got the <laughs> like the power to do that i'll say at that time but not only them you also have the scientific community that's like no we're learning about medicine and you guys are teaching nonsense basically in their minds so but at that time, right, you shape, had right. you had science and religion together, uh, you know, form an opinion oh, yeah, against that point. sect, which well, is,
1: actually uh, religion kind of frowned upon science there for a while. Oh, though. that's right. true because too. Yeah,
2: creation. Yeah,
5: and yeah. versus evolution. Like, well, oh, right, but that's right. what I mean. So at that time, they had a common ground though right. against yeah, witchcraft. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So it's the witches could be the, yeah, because usually guy. I keep those two separated. Like those people don't really believe what they believe. Right. You know. Yeah. What's
2: unfortunate is that you just can't let people believe what they want and not right. have to you know, <laughs> vilify them for I it. I don't it's think ridiculous. that's ever going to change. No, right. it's, unfortunately change. it's not. Now, speaking of the persecution of witches, there was a book written called the Malleus Maleficarum, published in 1486 in Germany by two monks, which translates, the, the name of that book translates to Hammer Against the Witches, and is a manual... F- Uh, on how to uh basically kill a witch well to to condemn them to prosecute them to convict them um and to conduct witch hunts i mean it was crazy they felt women were the most vulnerable and at most risk to satan so it made prosecuting them a legal thing and it was second in popularity only to the bible go figure that at the time so yeah the Malleus Maleficarum Chris just flying off the shelves man
4: because these dudes that wrote that book were the devil yeah like but well,
2: 1486 though I mean so this is you know going back a ways
5: I wonder if John and Susan Bear fucking oh shit the San Francisco witch goes <laughs> yeah. oh they my got, god got to reading that and shit oh like for god. god's oh, sake on a head full need. of acid they're like oh man <laughs> this is the truth <laughs>
3: that
5: might uh, be true dude yeah, I don't know yeah. I wonder yeah. if it's still in print
2: I'm, uh, I'm sure it is. Yeah. Um, there was also that book, Demonology, which King James wrote, that uh, was also kind of a spin-off of that. Now, when I was researching witchcraft for my short story, A Dreadful Life, I was amazed to find out the things that they, they did. It was just unbelievable. Um, that book was used by Catholics and Protestants for hundreds of years. Um, it defines witchcraft as evil, uh, witches as women, and was even used in courts throughout Europe and they say 40 to 60,000 witches were executed over this whole thing so unfucking believable now most people know about the Salem witch trials here in the United States but there was much more of this activity going on in Europe uh, i had always thought as many people did that witches were burned at the stake in Salem but that was actually not the case they were hanged i know that still means that they're dead but i'd sure rather be hung than Burned alive.
4: Yeah, that would fucking Mm -hmm. suck. That's fucking awful, man. Drowning and burning alive are two, gotta be (laughs) two of the worst things ever, dude. Right.
2: I agree. Um, So, 19 people, 15 women and four men who were found guilty of being witches were executed in Salem in uh, 1692. One of them, the 80 year old poor Giles Corey, Mike. I mean, just fucking wrong place, wrong time, I guess, man. Basically. Well, Pretty whole, brutal. It all
1: started with a couple of girls who were... Right.
0: Making up stuff. Playing up a game.
2: Stuff. Yeah. Kind of making and stuff up. it just up.
1: snowballed mm-hmm. uncontrollably.
2: Unbelievable. Unbelievable. But poor Giles Corey, 80 years old. He is the only one of the 19 that they decide to press the witch, which is just... Fucking brutal. They put him between two layers of wood and just pile weight Locks on top
4: on of it. Just crush you slowly. Dude. Yeah,
2: it took him three days to die. I mean, unbelievable like, agony.
4: It's like old dude's head in the vice and casino and shit, bro, but slower right? than that. Fuck that.
2: Yeah. And he kept saying more weight, more weight, because he just wanted to die. I mean, just absolutely fucking brutal. Um, but pressing the witch, definitely a nice holiday favorite. Joey, get the family around. Yeah, uh, you know, speaking of fun holiday things you can do, you know, you're you're stuck in the house, you know, with the pandemic going on. Play, play a little press the witch by yeah. Milton Bradley. That's right, <laughs> <laughs> new, new fucking family board game. Exactly, <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck operation. Let's right. play pressing Let's play the, play witch, press the witch,
4: Bob. Well, hey, that's not fucking goddamn new commercial. It could
5: bro. be. It could be. <laughs> I was literally like, because the the Red City Raccoon or whatever that is over here, the comic store or the game oh, shop. Red oh, Raccoon. Yeah. yeah, they had a fucking operation table or game in yeah, the window, yeah, and that. I was telling Chris, I was like, man, I want to make one that's like a real fucking body though. With real part, that would be fucking awesome, like a glory operation. Like
4: the whole layout, and then you have fucking bones. (laughs)
5: Um,
2: One practice also that we all know of is the swimming of the witch, which is where they would tie them up, throw them in the water, and then real smart if they drown, (laughs) then they're okay. If they sink, they're okay. (laughs) If they rise to the top when they drown, that they were a witch. So. I, I Chris, like
5: that I'm looking at a picture that says swimming on the wall, too, while we were talking. Oh, about nice. This. <laughs> nice.
2: Now, Chris is about as ignorant as it gets because, I mean, they're going to die anyway. So, yeah. like,. What the fuck? a
4: motherfucker in the Oh, water. we
2: were wrong. Up, like, we were wrong, you yeah. know. My bad. <laughs>
4: well Sorry about your wife. Sorry Maybe they about were your the mom. original weathermen. Because
2: you know, when weathermen fuck up to like, gee sorry, <laughs> yeah. you know, we thought it was gonna rain. <laughs> <laughs> gee I sorry, you thought know thought she the witch. You know?
1: Have you ever seen the movie Monty Python and the Holy Grail? Oh yeah. Okay. The witch scene yeah. in that Oh, that's right. Where yeah. they go on to like it's just a re- chaotic of like how they figure out how she's a witch but it's like if she floats in water she's made of wood because she weighs the same as a duck and it's like (laughs) what (laughs) that's paraphrasing but that's that's how yeah it's ridiculous it's so
2: ridiculous but they felt that if she uh rose to the surface that the water was repelling her and she had not you know been baptized I know. It's ridiculous.
4: Like, what the fuck?
2: It's ridiculous. So, Chris, I don't know what the hell to even make of that.
4: It's pretty fucking ignorant. Like, you've seen a body drown before, right? Did you always think that if it floats, it's a wish? Right.
2: Wait, you've seen a body drown before?
1: (laughs) Right. Wait, back up. You've seen a body drown before?
2: float yeah yeah i mean haven't they ever watched a, a murder you know true crime where they weight the body down because it's gonna float you yeah know what I mean?
4: concrete that, shoes duh. i mean they didn't have documentaries I know. But still. it's just so dumb sh- it's just i'm so sure dumb. back in those days when there's still colonial shit in the rivers people fucking died in the goddamn right
2: rivers. right exactly it, it happened a lot right I'm sure of course Now, there was one other witch finder from Scotland uh, known as the Bellman. I thought this was kind of cool, who did similar stuff as Hopkins. He was the one in uh, Essex, England, known as the Witchfinder General. But the one in Scotland, the Bellman, I thought was cool. I was not able to find much on him, which would be, I thought, a kind of a cool uh, episode for us to do, but I, I need to find something out. A little bit more because he never went by a name. It was just the bell man. The bell man. Uh, sounds kind of neat. Um, in Salem, the whole thing started, as we said, from playing a game. And over 200 people are imprisoned, 19 executed. Uh, their bodies were left to rot. And soon after that execution in Salem, this is funny, the wife of the governor of Massachusetts was accused of being a witch. And amazingly... She, Trials were over, yeah, you know. Right.
3: <laughs>
2: we 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 fucked up, so they let everybody out. But you know, the the governor's wife, of course, was not going to be was not going to be condemned to death like when old Corey. Like, that's Court. my woman. <laughs> yeah. Now, Joey, one of the most interesting people when discussing this was the witchfinder general, old Matthew, Matthew Hopkins. Hopkins. Pretty crazy man.
5: Yeah. Yeah. You know, as the story goes, you know, that he had over 300 kills on his belt um, of so called accused witches. witches. Right. Um, And that was within a three year period. So.
3: That's he made a lot of money. Of yeah, doing he made it it, a ton
5: of money. I mean, that was that was his job, and he right. took it very seriously. He appointed himself the he, witch he general. <laughs> like, what? How crazy? Well, is that's that? That's a hundred a year. You right.
3: You up like twelve months.
1: Yeah. Like, I know, mean, he kept busy. I'm pretty sure he had time for vacation.
2: Well, every <laughs> yeah, witch mean, he sure. got like a bounty for. So of course it was his advantage well, to yeah. go in and
5: start blank. You know, claiming, oh, you're a witch, you're a witch, you're a witch. You know, 303 years, Henry Lee Lucas is like, oh, I did way more. Than <laughs> <Right."> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's fucking amateur hour. <laughs> Here, hold my beer. Right. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Pass me a palm
2: ball and a, a strawberry, no, strawberry shake. shake. Yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs>
1: so, yes.
2: Yeah. So, so this is just unbelievable. But, you know, Matthew Hopkins would have been before the Salem witch trial. So yeah. early 16, mid 1600s. Um, Now that the witch trials are all over the world, um, this was called the burning times. So this is pretty brutal. Some of the most brutal ones, though, Germany and France, uh, the one that I read about and actually watched the documentary happened in Würzburg, Germany. This was from 1625 to 1631, about 40 years before the Salem witch trials. Uh, Wurzburg was a part of the Roman Empire at the time and strongly Catholic and during this period it is confirmed 157 men women and children 41 of them were children Uh, the estimates go higher like around 220 in the city but 900 killed in the outlining er air outlying areas Uh, it was among the largest witch trials in German history uh, there were similar happenings in other German cities like Trier, Fulga, Bamberg, and estimates of 250,000 to 300,000 were killed this way during the burning times. That's just absolutely unbelievable.
4: Yeah, that's nuts.
2: Yeah, I was blown away. If you watch that Wurzburg documentary, it's, it's unbelievable. Now, these accused witches were murdered in the most wicked ways, decapitation, hanging, burning, alive at the stake, and more. They used thumbscrews and even busted out the Iron Maiden. Mike. Excellent. Excellent.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, they were burning large groups of them in the town square, and someone said there were so many stakes in the ground, it looked like a forest. That's just fucked up.
5: Again, Vlad, hold my beer. Very much, very much. Uh,
2: there was actually a written list of the confirmed victims that was found, but again, estimates were much higher than 157 that we know of, especially in the areas around the city. So it's fucked up to think humans could do this to each other. Now, Mike, I mean, we've known about some awful atrocities in the world, um, but the German witch trials and executions are about you know as bad as it gets, man until the 1940s (laughs) until the 19 yeah until after hitler gets on board and uh they exterminate millions so pretty fucked up it's
1: not really i mean yeah humans do terrible terrible things it's just it's not really out of the realm of possibility to think that humans could do that to other humans right there's no need to fear like to break away from the subject but like ghosts don't worry about ghosts. Right. Worry about living people.
2: That's true, man. That's so, true. Worry
5: about your neighbor. Yeah. Now,
2: we have a lot of German listeners, so I want to be real clear we are in no way like lumping modern Germans into this whole
5: or Germans
3: in general. Yeah, I mean this is <laughs> I love just beer and
2: unfortunately <laughs> mankind has done some awful shit to each other. Right. So I want to be clear, no slight to our German friends. Now, in the modern times, witchcraft is still alive. Um, and I know we were talking before the show, you guys kind of corrected me here about Wicca, which is more or less the religion and witchcraft can be practiced by people that are not necessarily Wiccan. Mm-hmm. So All I want right. to be make sure I'm right here. Um, now, Wicca apparently is inspired by a theory posed by an English author, archaeologist, and historian, Margaret Murray, who wrote The Witch Cult in Western Europe was published in 1921. She insisted that witches were not obscure, as we thought, but were more mainstream in Europe for their time. Some discredited her, of course. Others, uh, like Gerald Gardner in 1954, also published stuff like this. He sort... Um, He was sort of the forefather of Wicca, and by the way he practiced it was very similar to what Margaret Murray was believing in. So in our modern world, you know, like you mentioned, Joey, shows like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Charmed, Harry Potter, they portray magic in a much more positive light, and we see witches commonly in costume during, like, Halloween. So we're not really, you know, thankfully, not all, you know, Burning people like they were back in the fucking day. I'm not saying we're perfect. Just wait. (laughs) But but at least we've come that far. Um, Now, witchcraft and Wicca has also been associated with feminism since there is that concept of women doing something on their own, especially for something that is not condoned by established mainstream religions. Uh, Wiccans say that they believe in the power of nature and they don't do any, don't also don't believe in the afterlife which I found interesting. And they do have a code of conduct that says, do what you will, but harm none. So I don't see any harm in that at all. I mean, hell, if you want to do your own thing and not hurt anybody, why not, right?
5: What well, was uh, Crowley, do what that will? Yeah,
2: do what whilst shall yeah, be the so whole of so pretty close, law. yeah. Similar, similar. LeVay said the same stuff. Yeah, yeah. Now, Chris, we talked about this sort of thing when we did that Aleister Crowley episode. During the 20th century, people who wanted to rebel were clinging to guys like Crowley and then later Anton LaVey. Um, It's some it's a kind of a fad, and then some are... Why do
4: you think I still listen to metal, bro? <laughs>
3: Fuck the establishment. Dude. Well, that's a good example. Like, There's a lot of guys you. that might have listened to
2: metal in their teen and 20s, but grew out of it, so to speak. But guys like us are always metalheads. Yeah. I'm
1: just still laughing at the 20th century because I just realized we're in the 21st century. That's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right.
2: That's right. So, yeah, and, uh, you know, we not in any way saying anything bad about people that are into this stuff. We just, huh, you know, no. just find it very interesting.
4: I know lots of people. Not you, Stephanie.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, as long as you're not harming anybody, I don't know what anybody could say that's negative right. about that. I mean, that's just silly. Um, that book I'm reading about Alistair Crowley, the book of short stories by Crowley, I'm blown away. I never knew Alistair Crowley wrote short stories. Pretty amazing stuff. Very impressive. So uh, I don't agree with everything he did by any stretch, but I'm definitely very interested in his short stories. Really good stuff. So now, Stephanie, what are you? I mean, you said you practice. Uh, you're practicing Wiccan. Is that how you would say? Uh, it?
0: A practicing witch. Oh, uh, wi- witch. Yeah, okay. witchcraft. I don't um, like. I I don't consider myself religious at all. And and Wicca, I, I definitely. I consider it a religion um to some degree uh so i i don't follow that but definitely witchcraft um i practice uh and i guess for me in my way that i practice witchcraft it's all about nature it's connecting to nature whether that be through herbs like cooking you a kitchen witch um right, you know, if you think
1: about yeah. it witchcraft could witch, be i even, love that <laughs> like something as simple as like just baking a cake by following a recipe. But you're you're
0: setting, <laughs> it's about intention. So a lot of it, like, even if you're baking a cake, you know, or you're cooking a meal, like, you're using those herbs from the earth. You're right. using things from the earth. And in a way, you're putting yourself into that. You are putting your love or whatever intention you have in mind... You know, into what you're creating. She's so, a great
5: cook, by the way. <laughs> well, that's cool. Must but, put a lot of positive energy. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. But sorry. yeah,
0: but it, witchcraft in general, at least for me, I can't speak for everybody, but for me, it's about connecting to nature. Um, and yeah, I think even I heard
2: that theme kind of throughout yes. a lot of the stuff I watch.
0: Yeah, and even like if you go back to even like pagan um, religions and things like that, pagan beliefs like that all went back to nature as well. Like I think all of that, at its core is rooted in nature and then what you do with it from there you know that's up to the individual person but i think it's all very heavily rooted in nature
5: i mean even as whenever i was younger and watching you know something like the craft I got the, the understanding without any kind of you know prior knowledge where they were talking about the fire and the wind. Yeah, the different elements. That became yeah. a recurring theme as I saw more things about witches or things like that. So it was yeah. neat to... You, you just see, like, whenever you're growing up, like, evil witch, you know, scary yeah. witch eat kids, Hansel right. and Gretel. Right. And then after and then, a while, you start getting older and, you know, you see a little more into it and you're like, okay. And,
0: well, and, and even looking back at, like, the witches that were perse- persecuted, you know, during the trials and stuff, a lot of them... They were women who were midwives they were women right. who worked with yeah. herbs to heal people in their in their villages so again nature like they knew the workings of the body they knew how different herbs either good or bad would affect a body so it's just it's utilizing the, those things around them and i think people just feared that feared yeah. that knowledge so
2: i think you're right people fear what they don't understand yep you Absolutely. know unfortunately Now my wife was into Wicca for a while before I met her. I know Brian Ward's wife is all into it. She was talking about that in the studio. So again, there's lots of people that are really interested in this and that's why I think it's an interesting topic to discuss. So um, I learned a lot by researching this one. I didn't realize that witches were once considered positive and good to be around. So I thought that was kind of neat and uh, how it's evolved to what it is today. And you know how religion plays into this, and the male-dominated culture and the war culture, also as well. So it doesn't surprise me really. But the more I think about it, um, you know how organized religions have done some so many negative things. It it just blows my fucking mind. Never
4: done nothing bad. (coughs) (laughs) So does anybody have? Notch forever, bro.
2: Anybody have anything to add to this one? Anything we didn't cover that you think we should, or no?
3: Okay.
5: I, uh, think of anything. I was gonna mm-hmm. I, I was just gonna ask real quick while we got Mike and Stephanie on board uh, about your shop here The Painted Wraith both of you what are a couple of your favorite things that you've had come through this store? Or, mo- or most interesting question. something like that yeah
1: well we did just sell that uh, insane asylum entrance sign i did like that one
2: that's, that's cool. cool actually i saw that on your yeah. facebook page and it you was a very that? sturdy oh, sign
1: wow. like it, you could have left it up outdoors all yeah. year round and it would have been fine um it was obviously a reproduction we're we're trying to find who made it where we can get more of them so that we can offer things nice. like that yeah um,
0: I do love our phezzalope, uh, our, our uh, taxidermy pheasalope. So
1: most of you probably have heard of a jackalope, which is right. rabbit with <laughs> deer antlers. But this one has pheasant wings, pheasant feet, and a pheasant tail. Yeah. So if you can just imagine that poor little bastard trying to fly. Wow. Yeah. And just always falling headfirst. The- <laughs> That's
5: like <laughs> an He's
6: got right? some yeah. brutal antelope. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah, for
2: sure. <laughs> Very cool. And some of the stuff, Stephanie, you make and Mike, you make, but some yeah. is... Artists that uh, sell stuff on consignment down here. We do yep. try
1: and use a lot of local artists yes. because that's very important to us. Yeah,
0: and and if we can't get local, then I try my best to get um, other artists or small businesses rather than using like, you know, big companies things like that that are mass right. producing things. Right. I'd rather go Original to shades. yeah awesome. yeah yes. i'd rather go reach out to other small businesses or you know individual artists whether it be on etsy or wherever i can connect with them and be like hey do you want to put stuff in our shop because right. i think it would be awesome and people would love it yeah. so that, that and that's really important to me is having as much
2: yeah that's really handmade cool. stuff as possible yeah and in today's world of people clicking and buying stuff that way it's nice to be old school yeah. Um, you sell my books here, so mm-hmm. Creation of Chaos 3. So. They're
0: doing great. already ripped through two,
2: two, yeah. uh, two helpings of those, so we got more for you, so thank you. Uh, I did my research for this one with a variety of sources. Um, I did watch a few good documentaries on witchcraft, the Salem witch trials, the Witchfinder general stuff, and those German trials I mentioned, the Wurzburg stuff. Uh, The History Channel had a really good one narrated by the great Leonard Nimoy. Um, There's so much out there, though. You can really get lost in it. Like Chris said, it's like, where do you even stop or start? We could have done this whole episode just on the witch trials if we wanted. But I thought it would be cool to bring up a little bit of the background and some of the other stuff going on with it. I think it's very fascinating. But, hey, you know, we always say if you're interested in what we talk about, Google it and check it out for yourself. Now, next week, we're going to do the last installment of our creepy uh, topics for the month with a brutal rewind on the Watsika Wonder case, Chris. That was a creepy one.
4: Joey's in this time with us, too, about it.
2: Yeah, it's a very, very fascinating case. We're going to do that one not too far from us here in Watsika, Illinois. A very, very cool possession case with uh, two families in the town and Joey you did the page a day on it. Yeah and we thought up. that would be cool to do it again. So we're gonna talk about that next week for a brutal rewind. Um since I'm gonna be wrapped up in that dark history and horror convention this weekend I kinda needed an easier one to get ready right, for. Yeah, so sure. uh we covered that one, but you know, it's it definitely worthy to touch on it again and there are a couple of things updated about it. So all right. Well, Stephanie, um, anything you want to mention about any cool stuff you got here in the store yeah. that you wanted to? Anything else you want to talk mention? about?
0: Um, I mean, we've got we've got lots of it's a real baby coffin <laughs> sitting yeah. over there. Yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah. that was, that was, was like one brutal. of the first things like my kids saw. Oh yeah, like, yeah is that real? I was like, yes. We have have the infant
1: coffin (laughs) and underneath in the other crate uh, is the toddler. Right. So it's a little bit longer. Oh, wow. But it
0: is unwrapped. It's still in the original paper paper wrapping. Yeah, how it came. Um, But yeah, I mean, we have have lots of weird shit. The
3: dioramas (laughs) you do are really cool. Yeah, the dioramas you do are
4: awesome.
2: We have one
1: really cool thing that gets, well, okay, cool is a subjective word. (laughs) It gets overlooked a lot because it's right behind that settee. Oh. So, As you know, you know, children didn't always make it back in the day. They were dying at home. So physicians did a lot of house calls. And in order to discreetly remove the child, there was a specific carrying case made to remove the child from the house. Oh, boy. And we have one of those. Oh, Oh, wow. And it's an adjustable length, depending on the length of the child. Is Um, it
2: used? Mm.
1: Uh,
0: possibly. Yeah. We don't. We don't know. We can't confirm. It smells very way.
1: musty. <laughs> His, it was in basement. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But
0: it was just. It was a way that they could just very discreetly and in a you know just right. in a, a good way like be able to remove yeah, the body and even Walking from in house with the other case, yeah.
2: Is there a name, name for it? Does it have a name? We've just,
3: like just always.
0: <laughs> We've just always referred to it as a, a child removal case. So okay. I don't know if there was a, a actual name for it, but um, even from hospitals, they would use those sure. uh, to, to be able to take the body to the funeral home. It raises
1: it a lot less questions than <laughs> right. when you just have. Like yeah, yes. and, and, your yeah. and, it, like and if you have bag. an
0: adult, I mean, an adult, obviously, you'd have to put on a gurney or something. But right. a child would be light enough way that they would right. be able to put them in there. So it, right. it's, it's a sad part of history, but right. it is right. it is reality. So
2: Now, Mike, how can our listeners get in touch with you guys? I'm going to link to you in the episode description. So anybody listening, go down there and click away. But uh, is there, I know you're on Facebook. You got any other things you want to put out the usual
1: don't? social media we have facebook instagram all under the painted wraith our website our website at, what is it dot com which is, the painted, is wraith the, wraith. the painted com, wraith. wraith dot com she runs dot com. the media part of it. You, yeah. you asked the wrong person i did i did, I did. we have so. a landline <laughs> I'm not no, a fax really the, no fax machine. No fax machine. Now you
2: guys you. are not selling online, correct? Not yet. Not I am yet.
0: actively working on it. Um oh, cool. it's just my my primary obviously was to get the store right, up right. and running. Um so phase 2 is to get the online store up and running. So awesome. hopefully I'm hoping uh, fingers crossed in the next maybe couple weeks here maybe nice. I can that's get awesome. it up oh, yeah. so and, cool. I, and I won't be able to have everything up there obviously but at right. least, at least, at least a chunk of it on yeah, that,
4: exactly. yeah and yeah. it may that's just really start cool. with
1: like local pickup to start with you, know, sure. you buy online come by and pick it up
0: and then it right. can evolve over time right. but yeah, so yeah. maybe then, steps yeah
2: that's awesome that's no awesome well definitely I'll link to that in the episode description and don't forget listeners I'm going to be here doing a book signing on Saturday October 30th The day before Halloween from 1 p.m. to 4, I'm going to bring my books, uh, all of them, with me. If you're listening and you have one of my books and want to get it signed, bring it down here. You could come and take a look at this awesome store and we encourage you to come in and uh, bring a book. If you want to buy one while you're here, I'll have them all here. So very cool. Uh, Hopefully you guys come out to that. Joey, you got
5: any good page of days for us? I got a little bit of page a day. He uh, said I got a little.
4: I got a whole novel. Well, no, no, it wasn't a I'll bunch. Of, uh, like I had said
5: last week, that basically they delved into the Amityville. So I'm going to talk about that, which is you know kind of made sense for the the uh, Halloween, right? Um, if you guys didn't hear last week, uh, I also I ordered I pre ordered the next edition of the page of day. Sure That's awesome. Right. Yeah, so we can keep it going. It's been interesting. Uh, so the first one I got all is a comment. And you know the the listeners that know. Usually, I take these and I put them on the wall uh, at the studio, horns high. So I'm going to save this one. Yeah, so I'll save this one to add to it. But it's from John Wayne Gacy, and it's one of his more famous quotes, but still a good one. And Gacy, he said, uh, "Clowns can get away with murder." Right. And I mean that—that's all you need to know. And you know, coming from Gacy, right. The second one I got... Now, this is uh, one of the unidentified um, body cases that I talk about every now and then. You know, the John and Jane Does. They call this one an Oscar Doe. So, this was a 16 to 25-year-old man. uh, White, and he was wearing blue and black wool sweater. Off-white long sleeve button-down shirt with snaps on the collar. Khaki pants with cuffed legs. Brief style underpants. White or off-white undershirt. Black leather lace up shoes. So, he was dressed, you know, somewhat business casual. Um, so he was discovered in a metal trash container on April 23rd, 1985 during the excavation of a construction site in Glen Burnie, Maryland. Now, we've had one of these before, too. It was estimated he had been dead for five months, but it could have been as long as 15 years. Remember we had wow. the guy that was that was stuffed in the chimney? And they were like, oh, oh yeah. this guy was dead for like three months or three years or something. Yeah, I don't know. It's so mind-boggling how there can be that big of a right. distinction. Now, I guess, you know, if a, if a body's preserved or kept somewhere for a long time and then moved to a different location i think that's kind of like that makes sense but sure. uh so along with his body um they found a plastic comb coins nail clippers a small canister three folded sheets of paper and a key and a ring key um or a key ring and only one of his hands was there so one of his hands was missing so. they just took his fucking hand and yeah left. so that was wow. oscar doe never figured out anything about it but found that body why yeah. they good with wow. oscar? I don't know. I don't know
0: That's why they with that. All I can think of Sesame Street.
3: Yeah, right. stepped into yeah. a trash can. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, man.
4: oh! You might have
2: got on ding, something. Ding, oh, ding, oh ding. damn!
5: There we go. <laughs> Sexy bearded handyman. <laughs> All right. So the last thing I'm going to talk about. And this is whenever Page today was talking about the Amityville horrors. So. The murders in Amityville, and of course, you know our horror listeners, true crime listeners, both of them can you know associate with so, this. Yeah, definitely. and we also did the Amityville episode too. Right, so Ronald DeFeo. People can go back and listen to that too. So, uh, so Ronald DeFeo Jr. He he runs into Henry's bar in Amityville, New York, on the evening of November third, nineteen seventy four, November thirteenth, nineteen seventy four, and <clears throat> he's sitting there, you know, frantic and crying and pleading for help, and he says that his mother and father have been shot. So a group of them from the bar go with him back to their home at 112 Ocean Avenue, and they found a completely gruesome scene. The entire family was dead. Uh, Ronald DeFeo Sr. and his wife Louise DeFeo had both been shot twice. Four of the children, Dawn, Allison, Mark, and John Matthew, had all been shot once. and They were all lying, lying face down in their beds. And had been dead since the early hours of that day. And evidence suggested that only Louise and Allison had been awake when they were shot. So the other ones were all asleep, which that goes back. We were talking about the mystery of it. How can somebody take a fucking, you know, uh, a Marlin gun and just fucking shoot? And nobody hears anything. In right. House. It was strange. Right. But anyway, so he's taken into protective custody at first, Ronald DeFeo, <clears throat> because his family's got ties to mobs. Because of oh, yeah. his uncle was a was a cap, cap resumé you know that word? Cap regime. Cap regime. That right there. In the Genovese crime family. So uh, yeah. the next day, though, DeFeo, he, he confesses to the murders. You know, this is like, this is another case. This case gained legs and just fucking walked on its own with the creation of the movies and the books and everything else that went with it. But you had originally a confession about everything that went on, and it reminds me of Gacy when he sat there and drew them a picture of where all the bodies were, and then for the rest of his life he <laughs> denied, fucking denies fucking that he did it. It's like I don't know yeah. how you exactly. can do that. So anyway, so so DeFeo he goes to the trial. So DeFeo he told the police that he had bathed and redressed after killing his family, discarded his his bloodstone bloodstained clothes and the Marlin rifle and cartridges. Before going to work. He went to work that day. So afterwards is whenever he said he went home, found the the bodies of his mom and dad, and then went to the bar. Right. Um, He also disclosed the location where the, the weapons and the bloody clothes were. So he told them where to find these things. So, I mean, that, again, to me, is just like... No one else could have known that at that time. So he has a signed confession. The evidence stacked against him. So the only thing they can do is pursue an insanity defense. And they say that, you know, he did this after he heard voices plotting against him, telling him to kill his family. Um, A psychiatrist uh, for the defense, he gave a testimony that affirmed this. But a prosecution uh, psychiatrist, he said that, yes, DeFeo was an abuser of LSD and heroin and, you know, multiple other things at that time and he had antisocial personality disorder but that he was definitely very aware of his actions and he knew right from wrong which as we all know that's right. I mean, can't you're not use insane, the, insanity right, you can't use the insanity defense so uh, they were also talking about you know the fact that DeFeo, while he was in police custody, asked them about his father's life insurance policy which is just like duh (laughs) so I don't know how much was that shit worth? so he got six counts of second degree double
2: indemnity on that
5: policy too (laughs) (laughs) double barrel shotgun so he got fucking six counts of second degree murder and sentenced to six concurrent sentences of 25 years to life now since his, since his conviction, DeFeo's given a few different variations of what happened the night of the killings. Dawn, which was his sister, uh, she killed their father, their mother, and the distraught and killed all the children before DeFeo killed her. Another uh, alternate reality of his was Dawn and an unknown assailant who had fled the house... They were going to kill the family, and then Dawn was killed accidentally whenever the gun went off when DeFeo wrestled it from her after they supposedly killed the rest of the family, her and the unknown assailant. And then also, they said after a fight with the dad, Ron DeFeo Sr., that Dawn planned on killing the parents, who DeFeo believed were plotting to kill him anyway... So, he was like, oh, yeah. So, they decided to do that with the help of two friends. So, Dawn kills all the children to eliminate them as witnesses. And then, DeFeo, Ron DeFeo, is like, oh, wait, you just killed all my siblings.
3: So, that's (laughs) whenever he he knocks
5: her down and shoots her. So, that's like a couple of things he said, but none of it made sense with any of the... uh, he was all over the place. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, the last part of the Amityville that they're talking about is now... So, the house on 112 Ocean Avenue, it becomes basically a fucking haunted house. and, And a media fucking... You know, milestone uh, based on the book The Amityville Horror by Jay Anson and then of course the movies but also another thing was the Lutz family right you know George Cathy and uh, their three children they move in to this house afterwards and they move out 28 days later and they're claiming that you know shit's just going crazy doors are slamming right. shit's moving levitating in beds uh swarms of flies in the house in the winter cloven hoof prints in the snow you know all kinds of shit now DeFeo's lawyer he admitted William Weber <clears throat> he admitted that he helped George Lutz fabricate the story to garner a book deal and potentially a new trial for his client um, wow. There was a series of lawsuits brought against the Lutzes by Weber, the publisher of the book, and the Cromartiers. Cromarters. I, mean, I think that's how you say it. I'll butcher it. But who moved in the house after the Lutzes. And George admitted that the events were completely fabricated. But by that point, the story had gained fucking. Oh, yeah. They made a bunch and, of money off of yeah, that one. And everybody made money out of it. But that was the Annual Horror, as told by the Page A Day. so Very cool. You page page A Day. Good
2: stuff there. Yeah. In time with the uh, season. Yeah, absolutely. Very cool. Well, Mike, Stephanie, thank you guys again for letting us do this. Is there anything we want to let people know? Again, go to the episode description, but the Painted Wraith Curiosity Shop. What's the address, guys?
0: 106 West Monroe in Bloomington. 106
2: West Monroe, downtown Bloomington. Again, um, you can Google it. You could find it multiple ways, but we'll link to that in the episode description, but thank you guys
5: again. If any of you listeners come to Bloomington, Illinois and hook up with any of us Murder, Mel, Mayhem guys, we'll bring you down here too. That's right.
4: Also, I know you said you don't do online shopping, but do you still do stuff on Etsy?
0: Uh, Not right now. Not since Uh, the shop uh, opened because it's it's, too much
4: time. No, I get it. it. Not (laughs) enough hours in the day. No.
2: No, I get it. Well, very cool. Well, I think we've done our fair share of murder tonight, all this burning at the stake (laughs) talk and pressing witches. I hear that familiar music. We're going to be talking about some metal. So, Stephanie, what do we need to do?
0: Let's get our metal on.
2: Known the world over as the master of metal, the crusher of posers, and murder metal mayhem's knower of all things metal, hailing from Wildman Street in Danbury, Connecticut, Standing at six feet of brutal punishing madness, weighing in at 220 pounds of poser pulverization. The one,
6: the only, toughest bastard on the planet, Chris CK!
2: Well shit. Unfortunately CK we do not have the Great Metal Motherfucker. That's right. With he's us. down for uh he's just not Tell feeling reasons, well tonight. man, not
4: feeling good. Just like it's yeah, so. like I'm gonna take the night off, boys. We're like, all right, we got it.
2: That's right. So horns up to CK. Hope you get feeling better, buddy. Yes, and sir. Joey, you're gonna be stepping
5: in to pinch hit for the Great Metal Motherfucker <coughs> yeah. tonight. I'm gonna and what do you got for us? I'm gonna do the same band he was gonna do, which uh since we're doing the the episode on witchcraft. We're gonna do the bandwidth. Oh. Oh, I know, I was just thinking about that. You're right. We're out of sequence. We got we do something stupid. We do we do. We pop tarts before the segment, yeah, when we do the metal segment, we eat pop tarts. So, uh, Joey,
2: yeah. you brought some pop tarts. I did, and an since I, oh, we were wow.
5: since we were doing uh, witchcraft, oh, I brought nice. some unicorn. Oh, isn't
3: that
2: special? <laughs> that's fucking better. Yeah. I got some
4: unicorn. Shit. So we get
2: some unicorn pop tarts here, Kroger brand. Kroger brand. Kroger. I you went know, with this CK frowns on the non Kellogg pop tart. <laughs> yeah. Me and Chris are like all about some got, Clover got, Valley that's got man. Like a better flavor, dude.
5: Fuck, oh, thank you pop threat, if you right? guys want to partake there's a like pack yeah
3: <laughs>
5: these ones probably the grossest of all time <laughs> really? but but doing witchcraft i had to get the unicorn ones okay oh, i think I that's a good call all right so i'm gonna eat mine after the segment so we're doing witchcraft tonight um yeah like pete said unfortunately ck couldn't be here for this one but he did pick this pretty one bad, so dude come on what are they pretty good not terrible, all right dude. i'm gonna check uh, them out all right so the band we're talking about is witchcraft now witchcraft is from sweden uh they were formed in 2000 by magnus pelander Pelander. <laughs> that's I, I think it's polander um now magnus Philander is going to remain the constant musician throughout the course of this band's uh uh consistency um so originally when this band Insistency. formed yeah originally when this band formed they were only re- they were only forming to record a one song tribute to pentagram who is the band's biggest influence all right uh but of course it makes sense right yeah. it made sense and people dug what they were doing so then eventually it became more of a thing um so if you're wanting to listen to witchcraft they're kind of a uh, they're a heavy metal uh stoner doom rock type of band um they've very got much.
4: i was listening to some of them today like yeah very much dude. they got a yeah, lot of blues and
5: jazz influence of course and um they just did a really for coming out in 2000 they did a really good job of capturing the 70s sound i thought which is what they were trying to do uh so their first album came out in 2004 and it was a self title called witchcraft and it was on rise above it was a it was a pretty good album I'm not going to talk about all the members that they had throughout the years because, like I said, Magnus Palander, Palander was the only consistent member the whole time. So they just, it was kind of like a, a rotating door. like green jello. Right. And I'm, and also when I was doing this, I was like, man, I don't want to talk shit because if I was one of the guys that was on one of the albums, I'd be like, Oh, you know, I was part of that too. And I get that. So I'm not down in anybody, you know, I'm just saying that this guy stayed with them. So, so witchcraft was the first album self-titled. Now their second album came out 2005, also on rise above. And this one was called firewood. To me, this is their best album. Like it just, it jams hard. Like it's a fucking just really, really good album. Um, they continued that up. They did a split with Circulus in 2005, and they released the track If Crimson Was Your Color as an EP in 2006, which led into their third full-length in 2006 called The Alchemist. Uh, that album was equally just badass. Their first three albums were just really like top tier. Did, yeah, yeah, really, really. Well, I'm not going to say it was their best shit because I think they were pretty good all the way through, but those three are just like they're they're fucking... You know, meat and potatoes, I guess. Um, now, on The Alchemist, in my own opinion, <clears throat> I thought that Magnus's voice started catching a little more of a, a Danzig vibe, um, which I wasn't against that. I thought it sounded really good, but it was just like they were trying to do that 70s thing for so long, and, you know, you get a lot of the Sabbath influence, obviously. But, the you know, as they went on a little bit, I heard more of like The Misfits coming out and something like that. Changing and, it up huh? a Yeah, bit, so I thought right. that was pretty cool. Uh, I mean,. It, you know, Magnus philander he's an amazing fucking vocalist, just hands down, period, um, and musician. So they did those three albums uh, on Rise Above, like I said. Then they took a five-year hiatus, and they came back in 2012, and by this time they had switched labels. Now they were on Nuclear Blast. So Nuclear ba- Blast picks them up, uh, <clears throat> and they put out um, their fourth album called Legend. Now – this one had a newer feel than their other albums <clears throat> to me. It didn't have so much of a seventies sound. It, it was almost like whenever black Sabbath came out in the eighties, like there was a different sound between Sabbath seventies and Sabbath eighties, like right, a sure. little more touch of production and just it, the way that the, the music was steered was just a little bit. Um, I don't know. It was different, but if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> right. So legend, that was a good album. Um, that was uh 2012 like i said then 2016 they put out the album nucleus now there's people that consider that one a masterpiece i also thought it was really really good like i said i
4: listened to the, like about half of that today yeah. like because
5: i was going through work doing really shit, good right? psychedelic tones yeah, to yeah, it sure. and uh, also you know a little bit heavier even than some yeah, of their yeah. other stuff <laughs>
4: Like, fucking the album I listened to before that was black metal. And I was like, "Yeah, what the hell?
5: Well, and that's what leads us to the last album, which came out last year, 2020, black metal, which all that was was an acoustic album. Yeah, like and for it, real. <laughs> it only had Magnus Palander on it. He was the only musician on the whole album. So he did everything. And besides a little bit of synth uh, keyboard on it, and I think one song, the rest of it is basically all him with vocals and acoustic guitar. So it's it's not unheard of in that genre for for people to take the acoustic route for an album and stuff and the doom rock scene and stuff it happens it's not it's not like by any means a first but for anybody that was a fan of witchcraft and their sound it was kind of like uh hey, you, you could have probably put that out as a solo album which he had also did a solo album too so um, it's a little bit different. So, in my opinion, if you're going to go back and listen to Witchcraft, listen to the first three. Namely, my favorite was Firewood. I think that's whenever they had uh, the the best sound. So, um, the original album Witchcraft was re released a few different times by a couple of different labels. I can't remember all of them. I know Candlelight did it and a few other ones. But the last one that did it was Leafound Records. And whenever they put it out, it included a cover of pentagram song. Yes, I do. Now I found it interesting to see that there were a few people who had bought the original vinyl, uh, the original Rise Above um, vinyl of that Witchcraft self-titled album, and the vinyl had that song on it too back then. But the cassettes and the CDs, it was right, it. it was omitted from those. So that's fucking crazy, yeah. I thought dude. that was pretty weird. I don't know why huh. that would be, but you know, something cool for the collectors. So that's the band Witchcraft. Uh, check them out. You know what I'm saying? Light up some joints and. Just chill Just listen, and listen to them, I guess. Dude. It's yeah, it. they're badass. That's um, yeah, cool. I, I do got a Lost Classic. Yeah. Uh, and I thought this one was good for the time of year they were doing. And my Lost Classic is Sowin November Coming Fire. Now assholes call it Samhain, right?
3: <laughs> I, <laughs> it, I do
5: know that. Right, and, and to be honest, most of the metal culture like they are going to call it Samhain. Sam yeah. I'm talking about the same band, but is the name of the band and Glenn Danzig was like very adamant that that's what it was called and every time he mentions the lyrics in the songs it's always Saul's, so uh but that album came out in 1986 and this was <clears throat> they had um you know he had he had left the misfits and this was before he started the iconic you know danzig band and uh Samhain only had basically 3 albums which one of them came later on so they only really had 2 albums in that transition period and uh you know this album was was to me the the most metal the most metal of anything that Danzig's ever done. Cause it went back more to the blues sound and everything else. Whenever he did Danzig, which I love all that shit. John Christ is an amazing guitarist, but, um, th- the sound stuff is a lot. I don't know. Just more metal, I guess. Uh, they even did a misfits cover called Halloween two on that album, which is really, really cool. Um, so yeah, that was my last classic sound in yeah. November coming fire. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Well, this is the spot of the show where we play some,
2: Six six fucking six, and talk about what we've been listening to. So let's let it all right. Six six fucking six. That means what we've been listening to is going to be discussed. Chris Shawback, what about you over there at the nation, man? What you been jamming? Um.
4: Today at work, I was listening to some uh, Fit for an Autopsy and Waking the Cadaver. Fucking, I don't know, shit was just jamming for me today. I fucking shitty day at work. I was like, I need some fucking real metal in my life. So right. I was jamming that shit.
5: That's cool. Joey, what about you, man? Uh, I was jamming that Axelum still. Yeah, that Me too, man. I was Dude, jamming that, that at the Nation the other day.
2: Yeah, last night,
4: like... I took the fucking TV outside and everything for fucking Monday night football and shit. Like we're chilling outside. Before that, we're just watching or listening to music. We played the Exolum and it was fucking dope. Yeah, man.
5: I really like those guys. Uh, jamming, fucking witchcraft, obviously, because I had to fucking refresh myself to do the uh, the episode. And also in the car right now, I got the Brother Lynch hung. Yes, sir. Uh, very cool. Yeah, I've been listening
2: to that Exolum as well. Really like those guys. And uh I listened to a little of that new flotsman jets and blood in oh, the yeah. water. It's freaking badass. So all right. Well, very cool. Uh, we've talked about it before, our 666 club. That's our Patreon supporters. Yeah, so thank you, those that are supporters of us. Uh, Patreon.com slash murder mayhem. You join that six 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 club, Chris, just three bucks, man. That's pretty pretty inexpensive. It's not- fucking expensive at all dude no. i pay
4: more than that for a pack of cigarettes every goddamn day <laughs> that's <laughs> right three
2: dollars a month that's right <laughs> and the three bucks get you the episodes a day early the karaoke as soon as i do them 10 percent off merch and just some bragging rights man around the water cooler i mean you could talk some shit all right also our shirts those jeff gaither design shirts are badass so you want to get one of those
5: Buy that shit. Yeah, we've got that a link shit. to
2: that in the episode description. If you want to pick up one of
5: those cool shirts, I got those Goremonger Diddler on the Roof shirts too. If you want, yeah, one. those they're
4: <laughs> fucking so badass, dude. They're fucking awesome. That's <laughs>
2: awesome. Well, I think we've done some good metal tonight. So Joey, what the fuck do we need to do?
5: Let's get our murder, our metal. Let's get our mayhem on. <laughs>
4: looking for a christmas gift for that loved one is hard to buy for well look no more pick up an audiobook from our latest collection serial killer classics and hear convicted serial killers read the classics how about henry lee lucas reading shakespeare
6: oh romeo oh romeo for our thou, Romeo.
4: Or the weepy voice killer reading a tale of two cities.
6: It was the best of times. It was the worst of times.
4: Or Danny Rowling singing The Night Before Christmas.
5: It was the night
4: before Christmas and all through the house. Visit our website SerialKillerClassics.com and order one today.
6: All right. Oh, yeah, boy. <laughs> that's pretty funny. We got CK in there. So CK's
2: on the episode. No, yeah. That's good. And the reference man. to Danny Rowling, yeah, Kind of funny. Yeah, no intention there. No, he's not in at the all. cage match. So, all right. Well, we are in Mayhem. That was a commercial, of course, for Serial Killer Classics we did in 2020. That was funny. And then uh, that was the first time CK did the Weepy Voice, I believe. So... I think that think was the beginning of it. Right. I think it might have been got been the that very all first started. Time. So very good. And before that was witchcraft and their song deconstruction. Yeah. And good to hear Joey educating us on a little metal. So yeah, appreciate yeah. that. Unfortunately, CK, when you good listen good. to this,
5: you have to let me know how
2: I did. That's right. right. Yeah, you
4: got to critique that shit, bro.
2: That's right. Now you guys said you had a mayhem
5: story to share with us. So what, well, do, what they're do you like got?
4: Separate, but they're kind
5: of. They are kind of like the same.
4: They're kind of like
5: the yeah. same. Okay, yeah. so you go ahead.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I'll go ahead. Right. So this is about a skateboard and getting expelled out of school in sixth grade. Oh, nice. <laughs> So sixth grade, I live out in the country, whatever. I, uh, I ride the bus to school every day. So I like got the skateboard and there's nowhere to skate where I live. Right. Out in the middle of the country. Cornfields. The, the cornfields. <laughs> there's a, there's a asphalt road that's rough as shit and a gravel road next to my house like where the fuck do i skate bro i can't skate nowhere so i was like fuck it i'm gonna take my skateboard to school with me today and i'm just gonna miss the bus quote quote that way i can skate around town so i take my skateboard to school and I get to class, whatever my teacher, he, he's like, Hey, uh, you can't have the skateboard in the classroom. I was like, why not? I'm putting it in the closet with my coat. basically. Mind you, I'm in sixth grade. He's like, right. You just can't have the skateboard in the classroom at all. I was like, why not? He's like, you just can't have it in here take it down to the office. So I basically grabbed my skateboard, looked at it and was like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm going to kill you. And proceeded to ride down the whole school on my skateboard (laughs) all the way to office. I was like, "Yeah, I'm in fucking trouble." Basically, like, yeah, that was it. And I got expelled from school for the rest of the damn year. Wow, that was sixth grade.
2: Wow,
4: on the skateboard, (laughs) all because of a skateboard.
2: Wow, (laughs) a gleaming jewel in the Shawback, you know, history, (laughs) family history. (laughs) That 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 pretty much that that happened. Okay. And I remember—I
5: don't remember why we, were, we brought it up, sitting on his front porch the other day at the yeah, nation. Like, and that story came up, and I was like, "Dude, that's funny." Because whenever I was a freshman in high school down in Mattoon, like me and my buddy did the same thing. Some teachers got on us, and while we were in in the halls between class, you know, and we we're like, "Fuck this!" And we fucking got on our boards and like skated out. And they had the fucking doors open leading to the outside, and like I bust a one eighty flip out the fucking three steps out onto the fucking thing. It was, <laughs> it was like the coolest shit, you know. But right, the, like- they. They were not fucking stoked on that (laughs) at all they weren't fucking they weren't geeked on that and uh and like this other time i mean we used to like i could spend fucking just hours on skateboard stories with stupid shit that we did but like one of the other most classic things was like we literally the fucking cop shop in mattoon had like the best set of steps in the whole fucking town so we're like man we want to skate those and like we literally went out in front of the fucking police station just fucking thrashing their steps And they came (laughs) out just like are you fucking serious right now and the cops hated us like skaters and cops definitely didn't get along so we were definitely intruding on fucking deadly ground and they came out fucking confiscated all our boards and all that shit bullshit yeah it was fucked up but yeah we were fucking just stupid for skating on the steps well you know you guys
2: bringing up school stories it just reminds me of one of my sister a funny story of my sister four years younger than me I think she was either in kindergarten or first grade and my mom got the call you know she's sick at school you got to come get her so she goes to pick her up and my sister's sitting there you know in the office and my mom's like are you okay and she's like mom I gotta tell you something she's like shh (laughs) shh So my mom's talking to the principal, you know, or whoever, you know, nurse to let her out, you know, right. signing her out and all the stuff. And my sister like, Mom. And she's like pulling on her to get her attention. And my mom's like, be quiet. You know, wait a minute. Right.
4: And then like, Dude, shut up. I'm trying to so they get in the
2: car and my mom's like, what? You know, and she goes, well, I was trying to explain to you what happened. She said the teacher's birthday is today. So we were all hiding under the desks. To surprise the teacher. Yeah. And there was this girl in her class who was uh, Asian and she had a name, I think her name was Twee. And she goes, Twee's butt was right in my face and she farted. And <laughs> I threw up. <laughs> she goes, I'm not sick. And my mom's like, Well, you're already signed out. I guess I'm just taking you home. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, That's my sister great. in kindergarten or first grade. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's so, hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> So she's like, "Whatever." I guess you're coming home early today. So
4: that's hilarious.
2: I, I may have a story. Yeah, I don't. Hang on. Hold on, just a second, Mike. All right, we had to get sexy bearded handyman a track up here because he has a little mayhem story for us. So, Mike, why don't you share with the with our listeners your mayhem? So
1: this took place years ago, probably thirty.
2: Yeah, don't use any real names if you're going to include anybody. Make it's up names. <laughs> Uh, that's up to you, I guess. <laughs> so I use grew up, my family's names, <laughs> right?
1: I grew up out in the country and on a farm. And uh, one day, uh, my uncle was over, and my dad and him were doing target practice. And we lived on. It was very hilly where we were, so I mean, anywhere you walked outside was a, you either went downhill or uphill. So they had set up this old water heater and some cans to take Fuck, hot yeah, shots dude. at, right? You know, it's right. what you do out in the country. You know, like, right. yeah, just firing the pistol, you know, no big deal. I'm probably 10. Okay. Old enough to know better, but <laughs> I did not, it anyway. not using my brain. I did it anyway. Right. So, at one point, you know, the cans are all knocked down. My dad wanders down the hill to set the cans up. And I'm sitting there looking, and I pick up a rock. And I was like, I bet I can hit those cans. (laughs) Oh, wow. I don't know if you can see where the story's going, but my dad's six foot three. Yeah, I bet you hit your dad in the fucking head. A Vietnam veteran. (laughs) (laughs) And my dumbass picks up a rock. (laughs) To hurl at the cans.
2: Oh, damn.
1: And I drop oh. his ass. Oh, oh my God. God. I hit him square in the back of the head. Oh, oh my God. And he goes down on his knees and Damn. falls forward. And I'm like, oh, oh man, shit. I'm shit. The wow.
4: fact you're sitting here right now is amazing. Right? right?
1: <laughs> um, and he gets up, and he's laughing.
2: I'm like, this isn't
1: good either. Is that
2: where the enjoy the moment uh, <laughs>
1: came from? <Right.
3: laughs> <laughs> but he gets
1: up and he's kind of laughing and smirking to himself. He's like, You ever do that again? You better fucking kill me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. Nice.
2: So but that's right. good. That's Hell a good yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, we love telling some mayhem stories here. All right. Um, I mentioned before my Creation of Chaos 3 book is available on audiobook, if that's your thing, on Audible, iTunes, and Amazon. Uh, So if that's your thing, you can buy it locally at the Painted Wraith. Did you bring more? I did bring more. I bet. At the Painted Wraith Curiosity Shop here where we are right now in downtown Bloomington, Illinois. And again, I'll be doing a book signing on Saturday, October 30th from 1 to 4 p.m uh also next saturday the 23rd of october no, two days
4: after this episode comes out
2: that's right so right after this episode comes out october 23rd 2021 we got to remember to put the years in because you know we never know people might listen to this five years from now right. like you said yeah joey show up somewhere on a tuesday like where the fuck are these guys i man? learned a long
5: time ago like <laughs> i do a lot of flyers for shows and all that shit and I learned a long time ago. I put the fucking year on every one of those because right. you
4: see some of the old flyers. Yeah, and you're yeah, like, what the was fuck that? was
5: this? Right. So, yeah. yeah, that's a good. You point. want to
4: know the date? I remember the show, but what year was it? Yeah, yeah that's some a shit good point. Like that. Yeah.
2: So October 23rd at the I Hotel in Champaign, Illinois, from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. One day only. Go to the episode description so you can follow the website. Get your tickets ahead if you want, or at the door. And I'm going to be there at the Murder Metal Mayhem booth. I'll have my books. I'll have all the Murder Metal Mayhem merch. I will have it all. I'll even have the forearm there, Joey. The yeah, they can take selfies the
5: if they want to shove it up their ass or cooch. Well,
2: I don't know about that, you um, know, because right. I I don't have the you know ability <laughs> to be able to
5: clean that thing off <laughs> right, right, right before I bring it home. You know, you can qu- take pictures of it and imagine that's what you're doing. Real right? quick, too, thing. like the forearm <laughs> we're talking about. We got you know from Tony Campagna, mm-hmm. Spellbound Effects, and uh, right. I made a um, I made an album cover for for our buddy Jesse Buttchuck and Jesse right yeah. and he hit me up and he was like i want you to do a cover for my new album but i want it to be a, oh, a collage like a digital dude, collage
4: it is so inappropriate he, he was
5: like i don't want to use a stock stock photo i want to use you know i want something made so i was like yeah dude i'll do that i was like i haven't done that in a long time it's pretty cool so for jesse of course it's just like a bunch of dead babies and fucking corpses you know right and vaginas and penises and things right so one of the things I used was a couple of severed penises, but they were the ones from Tony Campagna. Oh, no So way. in this collage, they're actually fake penises, but they look fucking so as fucking good as real, anything dude. I could have found. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. That's funny.
2: <laughs> All right, well, we got our killer cage match to get to tonight, guys. This is where we take a list of 70 killers that we came up with, 70 objects for them to fight with. Our listeners provide the random numbers, Chris. We want to thank them once again. Yes, once again, we got Samantha Cram, Nicole Fisk, and Dan Lance.
4: Once again, thank you guys. Fucking love it when you motherfuckers listen and fucking participate.
2: Yeah, it's very cool. Uh, We got a good one tonight. Joey, what do we got going on here tonight?
5: Kendall Francois from uh, Poughkeepsie, New York. Stinky killer. Hell yeah. He decided to keep the corpses up in his house with him. Right. Where he's going up against Danny Rawling, the Gainesville Ripper, who went out and just fucking killed Uh, Pretty brutal shit. Yeah. Both of them brutal. Mm -hmm.
2: And tonight, they're going to have a couple of objects to make this interesting. They've got a snapping turtle (laughs) and a five-gallon bucket of glass shards. That would make things interesting. That's pretty violent. And the variable is Tony Soprano after drinking a fifth of McCormick whiskey. So. (laughs) Chris, we got Tony well, no, first Soprano. Of all,
4: I'm just throwing out there. Tony ain't drinking McCormick's, bro. I know, but I'm just making it <laughs> Tony, fun. Tony yeah. just bawling. like I fucking. He's like, you drink that shit, Shaw, man. I got this good shit. <laughs> I
2: know. And he's gonna
4: sit back and watch and put bets on the fucking fight himself. Probably that's Tony. He's just like being Tony. Like,
2: so we got Kendall Francois, Danny Rolling in a cage fighting to the death with a snapping turtle and a five-gallon bucket of glass shards. And somewhere in there, Tony Soprano drinking some cheap McCormick whiskey. <laughs> what do you think, Chris? Yeah, like I said, Tony's just sitting
4: back and watching. It's like, He's got okay. his whole crew with him like, hey, I got 20. Old, but yeah. I mean, they're just being all right. gangsters, dude. Like, okay. watch this. Because they brought them all together. That's how they're fighting. Because Tony's okay. just like, get these guys together. I think uh, Danny, though, is going to grab that fucking five-gallon bucket because Kendall's too fucking lazy sitting in his dirty ass house, stinking shit. He's kind of slow. And he's going to grab that bucket of fucking glass and just randomly throw it at the snapping turtle. And the snapping turtle is going to get fucking pissed off at fucking Danny and fucking bite his fucking balls off. And so Danny's laying there, so Kendall gets up because he's like, what the fuck's all this commotion? And he just kills him and throws him in the room with the other fucking motherfuckers and... Francois gets it. Okay. Joey, what do you
2: think, dude?
5: Uh I think they're gonna you know, they're gonna be in that ring right there and oh fucking old uh danny Rawling, he's gonna have a little bit of a heads up because he knows that snapping turtle over there and the likes of which because he's used to them things down there in florida that's what i was gonna so say. he's like he's More looking up
2: to see him down oh there. yeah
5: so he's looking at fucking uh kendall francois and he's like man you look like you're starving bro you look like you could use a meal i got this turtle and francois like fuck yeah i'd love to eat the shit out of that turtle not, oh, knowing wow, not knowing how brutal it is so fucking oh damn so fucking danny Rowling throws the fucking snapping turtle at him, which starts fucking snapping at fucking francois at the same time he fucking grabs that fucking thing of fucking glass shards and starts shoving them up fucking francois ass fucking making a bloody mess which in turn the drunk ass tony soprano because he's not used to mccormick's whiskey right he's like come over here man get you a piece of this ass it's already lubed up so he fucks oh that fucking glass infected oh. asshole oh my god dude. so i'm gonna go with danny Rawling wow. and he's gonna write a song about it afterwards I- I- okay <laughs> danny Rawling like
2: writing songs holy shit and that's why uh, we love to have joey close it out because uh, joey's usually got that good imagination um, I kind of think uh, Rawlings got the upper hand on Francois and slow, a uh, bigger, slower guy, Danny, a little more shifty. And I think that snapping
5: turtle, though, like Chris knows – those things are nasty man they'll fuck man.
4: you yeah. up Joey knows too
5: fuck. going back to the skateboard and shit I remember when we were in Mattoon there was a fucking big one in between it was like on a road in the country but there was like a creek on one side so it obviously right, it was obviously, so yeah, yeah. but we're fucking going out to the airport because we'd skate out there sometimes and Sarah Bush and Mattoon Charleston's like in between the yeah, town, yeah, you know? Yeah. so we'd fucking skate out there and dude we fucking saw that motherfucker and we're like busting kickflips over this fucking <laughs> and dude it's fucking <laughs> it's snapping at us oh and shit oh my god <laughs> yeah, it was like Oh man, not the smartest thing, (laughs) not the smartest, but
2: back then it was like this is dope. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, I think we've done plenty of mayhem tonight, guys, so let's hit that outro. That was Creeping Death. Yeah. Those guys are from Texas. Very Fucking badass. Uh, their new EP, very cool. That song was called Sacrament of Death, a love song, I'm sure. <laughs> very badass. Uh, definitely like those guys. If you dig old school death metal, kind of obituary, little bolt thrower, good stuff. So Yeah, they're good. Yeah, big thanks to Mike and Stephanie Stoll to the Painted Wraith Curiosity Shop. Very yeah, cool for, letting us, for letting us do this here. Uh, Go to the episode description for a link to get to their Facebook page. And if you're in the area, come down and see the store. It's very awesome. Yeah,
5: check it out. It's right in downtown Bloomington.
2: Yeah, it's just a cool spot and friends of ours. So we want you to support them. Uh, Big fuck has to CK. Hope he gets feeling better. Hell yeah. Uh, Bumper music tonight, Witchcraft, Merciful Fate, and Creeping Death. Chris, who does CK's intro music? Chris. Chris Six.
4: <laughs> <laughs> fucking Chrys, yo. Hell yeah.
2: <laughs> and murder metal mayhem intro music, Joey. Low twelve. Hell yeah. And the six six fucking six music by our friends. Onslaught, Onslaught over there in the UK. Uh, thanks to all you guys listening out there speaking to the uk they're always number two man them in australia I battling it out s- i was
5: gonna say i saw the new list and like number two was uh i can't remember who it was. akron ohio or- or, yes that's yeah it. and that's what i was surprised about i was like holy shit akron just fucking yeah up. just
2: totally took yeah it's crazy uh it's always neat to see the cities like melbourne uh, and Canberra and yeah. Australia in the top 10 cities listening. So that's really cool.
5: Oh, also, I don't know if you saw this rick ring got his package did he really oh, yeah, 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 he yeah told me that. awesome yeah. and you know i went through uh all the the world tour that oh, the package took last week but you know was he, it in one piece yeah it was in one piece and like he took a picture like of the package right when he got it and showed it to me and it was fucking pristine still mint condition perfect i couldn't good. believe yeah. it so like yeah he got the activity book and oh, all the other how stuff how long's it been uh it was three months it wasn't it was because whenever i had sent peluga from uh from annexation to cerebral enema i sent him that package and it took three months like to the day and wow. this one was five days away from three months so <laughs> so rick's package didn't take quite Damn, as long but Tasmania. it was almost three fucking months of wow it. yeah. wow Damn, it's fucked up chris i ordered another. i know it's hard to believe
2: i ordered another shirt you would never <laughs> order another shirt the dude. guy that makes the that albert fish gone fishing shirt that yeah. i have he makes an ice man shirt oh, but sure. i never have seen it in my size now it is. So I ordered an Iceman shirt. Yeah. Fuck yeah. He's dude. got a satanic symbol I on his I've head. I think I've seen that shirt. Yeah. yeah, with his eyes like roll back and shit. Yeah, yeah I think so I've seen that. I'm pretty, pretty psyched about that. And I've decided I'm using my, or going to wear my Ram shirt to oh, the yeah. uh, Dark History yeah, the Convention. convention. Hell oh, so, yeah, dude. A little old school. All right, Chris, we got some listeners uh, that we got some good comments for. We appreciate everybody out there listening, yeah, but we got, we got some good uh, ones.
4: Yeah, read up. Had Sir Dallas says, uh, y'all kick ass. I'm a listener in Texas and love you guys. I love it when Tex come on. He sounds like a hunk. Oh, yeah. damn. <laughs> oh, man. Might get Texas
2: wife a little yeah, mad I about that. Might get
4: Tex's wife a little upset.
2: She listens to the show. So. Yeah, groupies, oh, text. Oh,
5: boy. <laughs> we don't want to do an episode on that fucking love show. Oh, hell no. <laughs> that crazy. Hell no. Joey? Uh, Donnie Simmons, 888 commented I really love the Crowley episode my favorite of all the ones I've heard so far was the West Memphis three episode fucked up story you guys did it justice thank you very much very cool and then Mary Billings
2: girl commented you guys are the best I listen every week in New York and this is what gets me through a shitty week at work Horns tie that's really cool sorry about your shitty week at work but Mary we're glad that you like murder Yeah, yeah for sure Chris
4: uh Donna grassinger
2: says uh, I have so much fun listening to
4: you guys those fake commercials are awesome you can really tell. you can really tell you guys have a blast love you and listener in Jose California
2: Oh yeah San Jose has been in and out of that top I've 10 too. That. so yeah. that's awesome You could check out murdermetalmayhem.com to listen all the past episodes you can like us on Facebook follow us on Twitter and subscribe to the YouTube channel Check out the show on pretty much any platform that's out there. So whatever way you listen, thank you. Yes, sir. Support the show. Join that 666 club, patreon.com slash murder metal mayhem, three bucks a month. And again, all these links all will be in the episode description. You can go to creationofchaos.com if you want to pick up one of my books and you could check out the episode description to get one or you can order the book on audible if you like i you know ebooks or um uh audiobooks you That's can get I them like. all sorts of ways so very cool and- i like
5: money on my books <laughs>
2: <There you laughs> dude, I've been in jail before. <laughs> I do too.
6: I love money on my books, bro. It's <laughs> a ramen noodle. Yeah,
2: fucking right, dude. So we can't let him go without hearing a karaoke song. Brian Ward requested yes, this. So I had to deliver it. This was uh, specific for this witchcraft episode. So I got it done. And Brian's wife listened to it. And said I sounded like Dr. Teeth on the Muppet. So <laughs> yeah, perfect. I'll take that as a compliment, whatever. So, crank this one up. And until next time, keep one foot in the gutter and keep bolting them fists stirring that cauldron. <laughs>
6: Echoed voices in the night, she's a restless spirit on an endless flight, woo hoo, witchy woman, see how Shadows and firelight Crazy laughter in another fucking room And she drove herself to madness with a silver spoon Woohoo, witchy woman See how